0: I know, I know. You probably all expected to see my face a little later on tonight. But, you know, doing a little bit of an emergency podcast, just switching things up for today. Rob Ross, the FV Athletic, is joining me to cover a lot of Penguins news as it looks like. The general manager has come out of his cave. He's doing some things. He looks like he's working the phones. He is looking to make a big addition to this team. And we're going to talk to Rob about what he thinks that addition is coming up right after this drop. Your are locked on penguins your daily podcast on the pittsburgh penguins part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hello and welcome back to another episode of the locked on penguins podcast i'm of course your host Hunter Hodes, you're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, all the shows, Twitter at Eleanor Store Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Joining me now is Rob Rossi from the Athletic to discuss a very busy day around Pittsburgh here when it comes to the Penguins. Rob, it looks like the general manager has found his shadow, at least for now, maybe, Uh, Mark Friedman Um, who I do not think is going to be coming back to this organization is on waivers. I think he's probably an easy ad for a playoff team that needs another defenseman and Bronk McGinn that is now two thirds of the third line uh, was, which which was one of the worst lines in hockey over over the season. He is now on waivers, Rob. It certainly seems like Ron Hextall is up to something. He's working the phones, trying to make a deal. Do you have a sense of what he's doing because he's definitely clearing out a lot of cap space. And if both of these moves work out in the payment's favor, they could have almost 6 million in salary cap space tomorrow.
1: Yeah. prorated, They could Hunter. Um, I think the tough part about that is, uh, it's, it's less about him admitting mistakes right now and more about him trying to clear space to, to pull off something. I reported last week that Mike Sullivan has, uh, had requested they go out and try to land uh, Jacob Trickrin the defenseman for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh as far as I'm told from my Penguins uh sources, the uh Sullivan reiterated that and that the Penguins have still um uh been talking to Arizona. There's a big market for Trickrin out there. Um uh, so far Hextall had not been willing to give up uh future first round picks for it. Uh 25 and 26. Um, Maybe the parameters of that have changed. I'm not privy to that, if that's the case. Uh, I know there's a report out there about them having talked about J.T. Miller. Mm -hmm. Uh, My Penguin source has not told me that that uh, my Penguin sources, I should say, have not told me that that's um, something that um, was anything on beyond just sort of a a discussion point. Interesting. Uh, but. You know, things change quickly this time of year. So it's clear that right now the Hextall is making moves um, and he's got something in mind, whether he's going to be able to pull it off. uh, We'll see. Um, I have said for weeks now that I think the Penguins have too many issues to correct with one trade. We'll have to see if I'm proven right on that. Um, I wrote last week that if I were ownership, I wouldn't let Hextall make another big decision. I stand by that. Um, I, I think, I think the waivers moves that he's made since Friday sort of illustrate just how, um, bad he's been at this so far, but we'll see. Uh, it looks like they're, it looks like they're not standing in his way and, um, we'll have to see what he's able to do between now and Friday at 3 PM, if not sooner.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I probably wouldn't expect anything today just because they want to see obviously what happens with waivers Tomorrow, So I would have to assume any move would come probably within 48 hours um, of the deadline. But yeah, I mean, the fact that, you know, he waived Kapanen and now he's waving McGinn two guys that he signed, you know, not even two years apart, Rob, and they're already on waivers. And one of them is already with a new team. Just not good. You know, you're, And I know McGinn's going to play tonight because you can still play with a team while on waivers, but <clears throat> it's still not a good message to send as this guy's in the second year of his contract making 2.75 million Heck Kapanen wasn't even here for a full year under this new contract. He's already out the door um, as well. And I was going to get to the Miller stuff too. I think, you know, I think Shayna of the athletic, she's sent some Penguins fans into a frenzy talking about Marcus Pedersen speculating that he could be on the way out. That would be ridiculous. If you ask me, he's been probably the most outside crystal Tang, probably the most consistent defenseman this season. Um, But you know, the Miller thing doesn't make sense for multiple reasons. I don't really think he really feels a need for them in the top six because I already like their top six. And also, Rob, that massive contract extension hasn't even kicked in yet. Seven years by $8 million. Is Vancouver really going to eat half of that for the whole term? I wouldn't think so. I think that would just be kind of weird GMing by Patrick Aldean and Jim Rutherford. Um, I understand he's a hometown kid. He'd probably love to play for his hometown team, but – you know, I'm not giving up a lot of assets for someone who at this point right now, is kind of just a power play specialist. I think that one of their biggest needs is still a third line center. After that, you could probably say another defenseman for Crystal Tang, but I just don't really get the Miller thing at all. And, you know, I'm glad that, you know, you, you've heard that. It sounds like, you know, that might not be in the cards.
1: Well, I mean, things could be changing and um, I'm not trying to dismiss any reports by other people. Uh, I have too much respect for my colleagues to do that. So, Um, I can just tell you what I've heard was that that was more of a preliminary discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't mean that it won't be a discussion that picks up. I I can tell you talking from people close to JP uh, last summer that he was interested in coming home. um, And I think he would be willing to play a third center role uh, on the Penguins, but that's a lot of contract to add. I I would have to think um, I would have to think before committing to that, Ownership would need to know about that. No,
0: I, I I would definitely agree with that. Just because again, seven years times eight, and you know, Hextall said last week, I'm only going to make. You know, we're not doing rentals, which I'm fine with. I don't think he needs to move a lot of assets for rentals when the team is where it is right now. But you know, he also said if I'm going to make a deal, it's going to be someone that can help right now and in years to come. But I wouldn't think it would be for someone who has seventy more years left on a contract that hasn't even kicked in yet and again his five on five numbers have tanked this season you know go look at jay fresh's player card for him he ranks in you know some very i, I you know i could honestly pulled up um right now under under um jay fresh if i can find it even strength um offense 29th percentile even strength defense 20th percentile penalty kill percentile 31st percentile his power play percentile is good 83rd percentile his finishing is not bad but in terms of five-on-five five offense and five-v-five five defense, a lot of it is is in the Reds, which is what you really don't want from someone who is going to be on the opposite side of 30. So, you know, we'll have to see. Things obviously do change. Uh, but circling around to, to, to Chikrin, just to finish off this segment, Rob, I can understand the need for him because Brian Dumoulin is not coming back after the season. That's what I I think at least. Um, he, play, he can play a, kind of a defense-first role, but he also can score. Um, I think he would be honestly the perfect partner for Chris Letang at this stage in his career. Is that, is that the sense that you get as well? When yeah. about
1: it? Uh, Mike Sullivan um, views Chikrin as a guy that can help them now and over the next few years too, and really views him as a building block uh, and, and I, and an ideal partner for Chris Letang. And you've made this investment in Letang. So it sort of makes sense to get him a, you know, the next Brian Dumoulin, so to speak. Um, now, Chickering's a different player than Dumoulin in some areas, but it would be the same thing. You'd have a legitimate number one pairing, and if you look at most of the contenders in this league, they have a legitimate number one pairing. Uh, the Penguins have a legitimate number one defenseman right now, not really a legitimate number one pairing. Yeah. Um, I think it all comes out, and what would the details be? Um, how much the Penguins would have to give up from their current roster? They'd probably have to give up something to make that work um, to to add. Although, if they're able. To get McGinn and um, Friedman claimed somehow, that would that would be a big big gain for them. I mean that it's asking for a lot of luck uh, um, to get Kapanen, McGinn, and Friedman all claimed. But I mean, as we've seen, it only takes one GM to prize something that everybody else doesn't prize. I, I would have not made the forecast that anybody would have picked up Kapanen. So, uh, and I know the penguins weren't really confident of that either. So, um but yes, I think chicken would slot in here immediately. I think it depends on how you view the penguins' needs. Like what's more of their need right now? Do they need a a pairing partner for Chris Latang on defense or do they need to address the third line? Um and uh by addressing the third line, you're going to be having Jeff Carter Jeff Carter be part of that equation anyway. So if you acquired uh, a forward that could play the center position on the third line, you could move Carter to wing. Um, uh, Some of Carter's less uh, terrible games this year have been on wing. Uh, That might, but I mean, that, that still leaves you, I think, uh, very top heavy with your, you know, top seven or eight forwards. Um, I think, You know, if you could get Chickren and maybe a forward from Arizona as part of a package deal, that might be something the Penguins are exploring right now. Um, Again, it might be tough for them to pull off a Chickren deal. They might have to pay something they don't want to pay in order to do it. Yeah,
0: and Arizona is a team that I've kind of had circle over the last couple of weeks. They have some players there, even outside of Chickren, that the Penguins, I think, should be interested in. You know, old friend Nick Bukestad, he's actually having a decent year there. I love Nick Schmaltz, Rob. I think he would be a great fit for the third line, can drive play, can defend, has good underlyings. Um, he, you know, both, both, I think, make it. Lawson Kraus, I think, for the bottom six, if they want, I guess, a little more truculence, as Brian Burke likes to say. Um, he would make sense as well. So would not be surprised if what you said there is you know comes true is where they have kind of like a package deal. What um, <clears throat> like you saw with Chicago sending to Toronto when they got Lafferty. And McCabe, obviously, smaller blockbuster there, but, you know, <clears throat> that wouldn't be surprising either. But still have a lot more to get to for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast, including um, the need for you know just a brand new third line. It looks like they're really getting that underway with another waiver wire today. But before we get into that, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a built Bar. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% world chocolate, and that's right. Real chocolate, they also come in great flavors like churro, peanut or butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today. You can run in and grab a box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, brownie batter, all that good stuff. You can thank me later when it comes to that. All right, we're back on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. do want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at or Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first list of the day. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. So, Rob, you know, I still think their biggest need is probably a third-line center. If they can move Carter to wing, if they can get lucky enough also and have McGinn and Friedman claimed, I personally think they're only going to have one of those guys get claimed, and I think it's Mark Friedman because I think any playoff team could use another depth defenseman, one who is as good as him, because I think he's been better than Chad Riedel this year. But, you know, if they somehow get McGinn claimed by someone, you know, that's two-thirds of that third line gone. Ryan Paling is coming back, so he can probably replace uh, McGinn at that point, but you probably want him on your fourth line. Um, Do you get the sense that they are really after upgrades for their third line as we are now, you know, within 72 hours? of this deadline? Because, you know, again, Nick Schmaltz to me, like makes sense. Max Domi's out there from Chicago, Nick Bukestad, Lawson Krause, you know, Adam Henrique, but he's hurting Anaheim, a lot of options out there. Um, Do you get the sense that they're really after some bottom six help?
1: I think based off the waivers moves they've made, it would be logical to conclude they're looking for some type of package. Uh, uh, What that package would be. I can't say things seem to be moving pretty quick, uh, but And, you know, all this stuff could change within a minute to hours. But um, it would strike me right now that whoever they're talking to, they're looking for a package of pickups um, that they could. And it would seem like guys they want under term for next year, too. Uh, Hextall's been pretty clear that he does not want to give give up things for rentals, uh, specifically first round picks. And I, I would have to think right now that picks would be something anybody left talking to the Penguins would want. It feels like, you know, the picks are like the main thing that they really have. You know, you look at their prospect pool
0: outside of Owen Pickering, you know, and I think in a big deal like this, Rob, he probably would have to go the other way because there's just really not much in there. I mean, and I like Pickering. I think he's going to be a decent defenseman in this league. He's also probably four, maybe five years away. But, you know, I think if they do want to make a big package here, he's probably the one that has to go because you look at the rest of their farm system, there's not much there, you know, Tristan Braz could maybe get something in it. One of the goalies that they still have in the system, but you know, you look at wilkes you look at really, you look at the other junior teams with their prospects. Um, they don't really have much to offer there. And, you know, even also assets wise on the team right now, Rob, I don't really know who's tradable, you know, the top six, don't think anyone's going anywhere. I, I mean, Jason Zucker's a pending UFA, but they're not going to get rid of him. Um, Jeff Carter has a no movement clause; he's not going anywhere. You know, Teddy Bluger, but he—I I, just—I don't really see a lot of assets there in the bottom six outside of them waving again today that I think they can really put in a package that maybe other teams would want. It, it's tough.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it would be really tough. I mean, maybe Zucker would be part of something if they are after a a big big name forward, mm. um, but um, they don't really have anybody on the roster that they could put in that spot if the forward is identified for the bottom six. Um, I wouldn't rule out Pickering being part of a package, especially if it's for Chikrin. Um Pickering's not going to help them now or soon enough to uh, really impact uh, Crosby, Malkin, and Letang. Um, I also get the sense there's real th- – this management group feels real pressure right now. Um, they're human. They've seen the overwhelming backlash to this – season um and uh you know they know that this is new ownership uh nobody's told me that ron hextile's job is on the line or that brian burke's job's on the line but like i said i mean um you could draw a logical conclusion that uh management right now would feel some pressure also there's been an arms race in the east and if you want to keep up now or later uh, you probably have to do something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. And, and truth be told, you know, depending on your view of what Tampa Bay did with Nashville, because, you know, I, yeah. I would argue that the prices haven't been that high overall to, to make a move. Um, Hextall has been saying the prices are high. Uh, I, I don't know that the market's bared that out.
0: Yeah. Outside of that trade, Maybe the O'Reilly one with Toronto. I don't really get, I didn't I haven't really seen a trade yet where I've been like, okay, the selling team really won. The Winnipeg Jets just stole Nino Rider who's a 20 goal scorer for a second rounder next year. Cool. Like Nashville's not going to get anything um out of that. You know, the Capitals and Bruins, maybe you could call that an even trade. And it looks like the Capitals just made another trade, Marcus Johansson to Minnesota. Mm-hmm for a third-round pick, according to Kevin Weeks. So they're continuing their sell-off as they're punting on this season. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I definitely get the sense a little bit that he's not going to admit it. But I think he kind of knows in the back of his mind that his job might be on the line after this season. I, I, it's It might be a little bit of an unfair comparison, but I'm, I might make it anyway. Kind of comparing it to Kyle Dubas in Toronto, he's stealing a lot of pressure. They're going all in. That's a team that hasn't won a round since I was in, first grade basically um they don't win around this year he's probably gone after this year um i could honestly say the same about hextall you know this is a penguins team that hasn't won around since 2017 2018 they don't win around here despite you know everything that's happened no new ownership i don't think he's back next year and frankly i mean i don't think he should be back in general but that's kind of why i think he might be swinging for the fences here you know trying to go all out to see if this team can, you know, make a run in the second half and potentially score an upset in the first round of the playoffs. You know, if they get in, whether that's against, you know, the ridiculous Bruins who just can't
1: lose, or it's against the Carolina Hurricanes. I just don't see any move the Penguins can make that would do anything, but maybe extend a series against the Hurricanes to a couple Mm -hmm. of games and maybe they get a win against the Bruins. I, it's tough for me to think they can do anything right now that would put them in a position where, they would win as a wild card team in the opening round. Um, that doesn't mean I don't think they should look to improve their team going forward. Yeah, and if you can make a move right now for a guy that you think will be part of your roster going forward, uh, I think you do that. But um, I mean, if I could add Jeff or Jacob Chikrin right now. Um, I think I would do that if I were the Penguins. I think that makes a move that makes them more competitive. You know, Hunter, one thing I think that has to be taken into consideration here is if you look at the teams they're in the mix with now, they might be good enough if they don't do anything to get a wild card spot. But next year, I think it's very fair to say, depending on what Detroit does with re-signing some of its players, with the natural progression Buffalo's making, and with the likelihood that Washington is doing what, a lot of people want the Penguins to do right now is sell off some assets uh, in order to maybe do a quicker turnaround around Ovechkin this summer. Mm -hmm. I think all three of those teams could be better positioned than the Penguins next year. And the Penguins aren't going to be in a position next year to really, if you look at this roster realistically, um, it seems unlikely they're going to be in a position next year uh, with a, with a term they've already committed to some people. Uh, to compete for one of the top three slots in the Metro division because neither Carolina nor the Rangers nor the devil are going anywhere. Yeah. Um, So uh, if you think some of these other teams you're competing with now, you may be better than now, but will you be better than them next year? Um, To me, that all adds up to why you would want to start new with new management. But Uh, We don't know how FSG operates. Uh, We don't know. They're not really experienced in the hockey game. Um, They seem to be content to let Hextall make his bed here this season. Uh, And uh, they'll have to live with the consequences of that if it doesn't work out. But I don't know that right now, if I could objectively say the Penguins could do anything to make them better positioned, to beat either Carolina or the Devil or the excuse me, the Bruins in the playoffs in a first round. And it looks like they're locked into being a wild card team if they're going to make it.
0: Yeah, the only way I think they can be a top three team is if A, they pass the Islanders, which they can still do the Islanders without Matt Barzell right now. Or B, you know, the Rangers just go on a tailspin. The think there's three games against left against them. They probably have to win all three in regulation. It's going to be very hard.
1: The Rangers um, just added Patrick Kane. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, that, you know, th- the funny thing is, I think the Rangers are the one team the Penguins would match up best against in a potential playoff series. Yeah. But I don't think the Devils are going to slide. Um, yeah. uh, and it's, it's hard to see with that goaltender, the Rangers not shoring up their playoff position. And the Penguins would have to make up so many points. And – I mean, it's going to be a dogfight just for the Penguins to get in. So um, this sort of feels like a desperation move by a GM who's feeling the heat. Um, yeah. Whatever they're going to do.
0: No, yeah. I mean, I agree You know, with all those points. Actually, Rob, before we move to our final segment. You no, know, Rob, there's been some talk about them maybe adding a goalie just because Case dispensed is very inconsistent. Tristan's been in and out of the lineup, though. He's starting to hopefully train together some strong games here. Um, hopefully can stay healthy for the rest of the season. I mean, they're not going to go anywhere if he's hurt. Rob, do you get the sense that they're thinking of adding another goalie at the deadline? I, You know, I look at it.
1: I, I do not. I, I wrote a couple – oh, about a month ago now. feels okay. like that they they should look at a goaltender. Mm-hmm. Had they not put themselves in such a bad position cap-wise, I would have looked at one. Okay. Um, I, I think they have such a conundrum on their hands with goaltending because – um, I think their plan this year was, I know their plan this year was to commit to Tristan Jari long-term. Uh, it's going to be a tougher thing to do given the, um, injuries Jari's had. He's just not been healthy enough. Um, uh, Casey DeSmith, I think has been exactly what Casey DeSmith would be advertised to be in some games. He's been really good in some games. He hasn't, uh, that's sort of the type of goaltender he is. Um, it's mystifying to me that more people aren't enraged. That even if the Penguins make all these moves, they're gonna go into a third consecutive postseason with the Jari Smith tandem. <laughs> and that is a injury away from being a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a, it's an injury away to two goalies that have a history of getting injured.
0: Yeah, I mean, in both right around playoff time. Remember, just you know, a couple seasons ago, they were both healthy going in. De Smith gets hurt in the first pl- playoff practice, and then last year, game one gets hurt as he's replacing Tristan Jari. Then Jari has to come back in game seven, playing on a broken foot and, you know, did his best. But, you know, then this season he's been banged up throughout, you know, it's definitely a curious decision by a GM who you think would know that position the best because obviously he's one of the better goaltenders um, of all time. But, you know, I mean, I will look at the goalie market as well, Rob, Cam Talbot, you know, he's fine. John Gibson's out there, but that's a wallop of a contract. Uh, Thatcher Demko, but he's been hurt for most of the season. I don't know if I would make one right now, but I think in the summer, I think they're going to seriously look at that position, um, if you ask me. But um, that wraps up the second segment. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to look a little ahead to tonight's game against the Predators and a look ahead to the rest of the week, as this is a, I would say, a pretty big road trip for the Penguins. But before we get to that, um, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I start taking Athletic Greens because I didn't have time to fully work out in the morning. I wanted more energy when I would be waking up. I don't really like taking vitamins and all that. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, yours need 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, with your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All. Of those things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and cheaper than your cold brew habit, as also has over 7,000 five star views and it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a, in a cup of water every day, and that's it. And there's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Games is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we're back here in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm Hunter Hodes. That is Rob Rossi. So, Rob, I did like kind of like a mini preview for the game against Nashville on, on my Monday episode. This is a big game. You know, You're playing up against a team that, is not that good, but they have scored quite a few goals these last few games. I believe um, 12 goals in their last two, 19 in their last three, if my math is correct. They've um, actually, you know, a couple of those games, they beat the Sharks and the Ducks. So whatever. But this team is still scoring a little bit, even though they don't have Ryan Johansson. Tanner Junot was just traded. Um, Philip Forsberg is banged up. You know, Nina Rider just got traded. Um, this screams like a game that the Penguins need to win because playing a team that's selling there's rumors that Matthias Ekholm is going to be out on the market. I think he's potentially going to go to Edmonton. They're really looking at upgrading their defense. Um, honestly, just outside this game, this is a major week for this team.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, um, I think this is a must win game. I, I, I've been saying it, you know, when they play the teams that are clearly inferior to them, they got to win now. Um, uh, This isn't one of those games where it matters how they get to two points. If they give one back, they just need to get them. Um, It could be potentially, uh, you know, they match up well with the Tampa Bay lightning. Um, Mike Sullivan seems to have sort of found some cracks in John Cooper's armor there. So uh, obviously it would be different with them facing Vasilevsky in Tampa as opposed to not facing Vasilevsky in Pittsburgh. And you would think after the game that Tampa had in Pittsburgh on Sunday, Tampa would serve, the Penguins would have Tampa's attention, but um, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think that the Penguins could get three to four points from this three game road trip, which would be really big. I think they need at least three. I think they need to get the two tonight against Nashville and figure out a way to get a point from either, Tampa or Florida, but if they could get four out of six, that would be huge. Um, It's tough for me to really feel confident about the Penguins because they've just been so inconsistent. Um, Their specialty teams haven't been good. I mean, I think that's one of the things about the McGinn, uh, waving McGinn that, you know, we were told he would be a great penalty killer. Their penalty kill since uh, December 22nd is at, I think, 74%. I mean, it's, it's been terrible. They're not killing any penalties. They're not scoring that many power play goals. And other than the game against Tampa, they're not really getting secondary scoring. They I think they have 20 goals from their defensemen this year. That was only the ninth game this season, the Tampa Bay game, where the Penguins have had more than uh one goal from their bottom six. Um, so I, you know, it's it's been largely up to the top six. And really, I mean, Crosby and Malkin are having one of their great showings. Uh, if they can carry this team into a playoff spot. Um, But um, they have to get this win. If they don't win in Nashville, it pretty much nullifies the win they got at home against Tampa that not a lot of people were expecting. And they're just not in a position to squander these points, especially when, Hunter, they've been given a gift. A lot of the teams they've needed to lose lately have lost. The Red Wings last night. Yeah, the Penguins could be in a much worse spot uh, in terms of their playoff positioning if some of the teams that they're in contention with have taken care of their own business. So uh, the Penguins have been gifted sort of an opportunity to stay above the fray, so to speak, um, and only be a point out if not holding one of the wild card spots. And they haven't had to been in a position where they need to jump too many teams. So yeah. I, This is a big trip for them. They're all going to be big games. And, you know, I just warn people out there. It's I don't think anybody's going to separate themselves from this pack. I think this is just going to be sort of down to the final week. And you got to hope that you're the team in position to capitalize over that final week. And the Penguins schedule does get a little easier as the season goes on. They have a lot of home games in March. Um, They get a couple games against the Flyers. They still got the Blue Jackets. I mean, they've got some you know, beatable opponents. I think they got about 10 games against teams that they could be expected to win, but you know, you don't want to be in a position where you have to win every one. And it's kind of the position they're in.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I look at those two games against the Islanders. They hold those two leads. They probably bury those guys and they're up to what 71 points right now, Rob. Yes. Yeah. Points behind the Rangers and the top wild card spot. Things will be looking a lot more different right now. And you said it best. Some of those teams have lost the red wings. They blew a bad one to Ottawa last night. They get them again tonight. The Red Wings lose this one. Penguins win tonight. Penguins will be five points up on them. We'll have to see if Steve Iserman, you know, reconsiders potentially buying at the Delma. He could go back to selling. You know, he's kind of in that weird situation there. The Sabres are not going anywhere. Islanders have a lot of teams in hand that I don't know it's going to make a huge difference because Mount Barzell is out, but they've still won a few games without him. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a game against a Predators team. They're banged up. Forsberg's been hurt. Johansson's out. They have some star talent. UC Soros can steal any game whenever he wants to, but you got to be a team when they're down. Um, This, they got to take care of business on this one. Tampa Bay, they've they've won, Penguins have won four of their last five against John Cooper. You know, seems to, Mike Sullivan seems to always know how to beat the Lightning um, in, in the era there. So, which is interesting. And then the game against the Panthers, a team that really hasn't figured it out much, but still Penguins, are going to want to win that one um, as well. And also it is the dad's trip, which is also why I feel terrible that McGinn and Friedman were waived today. That's just probably going to make for some, um, maybe some weird conversations, but you know, I think McGinn is still going to be playing in the lineup um, tonight, but Rob, I think that's really all I have for you with this one. Um, Just let the readers know, do you have anything coming up on the athletic Uh, this week in the next 72 hours for Uh, yeah
1: there'll be a lot of stuff at the athletic um we have a live blog going to sort of react in real time as we hear things um there's definitely going to be some stories from both josh joey and myself uh love to be able to tell you what we have but we're working the phones and uh you know trying to make sense of things as we hear them and uh you know trying to do a good job of responsible reporting and not idle speculation but um you know, as it gets closer to the deadline here, it it, uh, it sort of gets tougher to figure out what's real and what isn't. But we'll definitely have uh, we'll definitely have content for you. So thanks for reading if you're doing that.
0: Yeah, so definitely check out The Athletic for that. These next 72 hours are going to be a whirlwind. That's um, that's how it always is when it comes to the trade deadline and stuff. But Rob, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Eight o'clock face-off tonight, down in Smashville um, against the Predators. We'll see if the Penguins can make it three in a row. Um, While we'll the full game recap coming up on Wednesday until then. Uh, thank you all so much for listening.